You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Welcome to the Drink to Think podcast. Have a seat. Please enjoy. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Drink to Think, the show about alcohol, cocktails, and how a drink might be able to make us better people. The format of the show is going to be fairly straightforward. We're going to be talking about a cocktail per episode, and then go into either the history of the cocktail itself or the liquors involved in it. In order to choose the cocktails that we're going to talk about, we're going to be following fairly closely uh, the manga Bartender. Uh, manga, for those who don't know, is a comic made in Japan. Um, and Bartender manga is not in any way what you would think of as a traditional comic, either from the West or uh, the East. There's no superheroes in it. There's no real violence. Um, it's just a guy who's a bartender and wants to do a really good job. And how he meets people and how he tries to help them in the only way he can, by serving them drinks. The reason that I'm going to be following this manga is, one, it's an easy way to choose cocktails. Uh, It also gives a little bit of history to it, and it inspired me to do this show. But also, there's one aspect of the manga which I like a lot, and I find it very ingenious. Or, it's very out of the ordinary. And this being that the main character, uh, Ryu Sasakura, really wants, or believes rather, that he can fix people's problems by serving them just the right glass of alcohol. Or the right cocktail. Some of them are non-alcoholic, so alcohol doesn't necessarily have to be a part of it. But... I find it a really interesting idea that you could help someone with their problems by serving them a specific glass of something. It's, I mean, unless it's just to, you know, curb one's thirst, it seems very odd that a glass of anything could really help a person out in a terrible situation, or heal a soul, or make you come to realize something you didn't before. But this is what happens in the manga all the time. And though, of course, it is a fictional story, there's something really nice about it. And I guess one of the most interesting aspects of it is that the character Ryu almost seems to be on a path of enlightenment. He is trying to learn a lot about alcohol, but at the same time learning a lot about himself and people. And the manga manga really just revolves around people and their problems and how to deal with them. And sometimes alcohol can help with that. Not so much in actually getting drunk. Actually, that really never happens in the show, uh, in the manga. But more that it's kind of the story that you put with the alcohol when you're telling somebody something that can possibly give them an insight into something without being intrusive. You're not giving them firm advice. You're just telling them a story. And... I guess I really like that aspect of it. Ryu becomes a hero in the story, I guess in a way, because, you know, he, he definitely makes mistakes, but 
he tries to be a good person. And it's nice to read a comic that, you know, if someone tried hard enough, they could be that type of person. It's not some sort of superhero-esque thing where it's, you know, you'll, you're never going to be able to fly, probably, and you're never going to be able to lift a car over your head. But that's not even what's really that important to life. I mean, it's about the the times we share between people. And, I mean, if this life is anything, it can be damn hard for probably most of us. It has its great ups, but it also has its great downs. And learning how to celebrate our ups and cope with our downs is kind of what life is all about. So, I like to think that we're going to learn a little better about alcohol and some cocktails, but maybe we'll actually learn a little bit about ourselves. Anyways, it'd be nice if that works out. And, oh, so anyway, so grab yourself a drink to think, and if I do this podcast, well, well, maybe by the end we'll have a draught of thought. So the cocktail for today's episode (coughs) is going to be a Japanese cocktail. It's extremely simple to make. It is called a Mizuwari. It's really just whiskey and water. Two parts water for one part whiskey. Uh... I told you it was simple. This is pretty much the simplest cocktail you can get. And uh, for any of you whiskey drinkers out there, that might seem odd because, well, or blasphemy, because a lot of whiskey drinkers think, you know, you can add a little bit of water, maybe some ice, but that much water, that's you're just doing a disservice to the whiskey. Mm. And though you can hold that opinion, I mean, when it comes down to enjoying something, it's just your own personal taste. I don't think there'd be a real disrespect of the creator of the whiskey in in this way. And this is the reason why this cocktail might be a great way to start off for us. Is it gives, you know, if the cocktail apparently is done right, it doesn't really water down the whiskey so much as it sort of separates the individual flavors in it. It may not be the way you want to drink your whiskey all the time, but I think this is a good place for us to start. And what I'd like us to do, um, and you can stop you know, this podcast any time to make yourself uh, a glass, but what I'm going to be doing is um, I'm going to have a glass of whiskey straight, then a glass of whiskey with half water, and then a glass, then a Mizuari. And this, uh, just, you know, tiny amounts, this is just for tasters, um, just so we can see what the difference is. And does it really water it down, or does it actually sort of separate it a bit so you can taste maybe a bit more of the nuance in the whiskey? Uh, Also, if you're not a whiskey fan, um, feel free to do this with any alcohol. Um, I suppose, you know, if you like vodka, maybe put a little more vodka and it will separate, or just water it down. Eh, You know, try it out, and if you don't like it, you never have to try it again. But this is what I'm going to be doing, and I'd like you guys to join along. Since this is the first episode, why don't we talk a little bit about what alcohol is, or rather, what plants create the different types of alcohol that we uh, like to enjoy. But first, since we're talking about, or we're having a Mizuwari today, let's talk a little bit about scotch. There's going to be many other episodes about uh, scotch going further into detail about things, but let's get through some of the basics. So, when you look at the 
bottles of scotch in the store, you might notice that some of them are single malts and some of them are blended. Usually the blended are a bit cheaper than the single malts. And the reason for that is that um, a single malt is the product of a single distillery. And it is made purely with malted barley uh, as the only green ingredient, whereas blended scotches can have uh, different single malts in it and grain whiskies blend together to create, well, usually um, an easier drinking taste. There, Some people find single malts very, I guess, harsh, where a blended whiskey is... It's usually a bit smoother, and it doesn't. It's not so sharp. Might not have as much depth of flavor, but it's definitely something that's uh, the average person finds much easier to drink. So scotches, uh, you might also see them written as Scotch whiskies, uh, are whiskies. They're a whiskey has to be made with a certain amount of malted barley uh, for a whiskey to be considered a Scotch. It does have to be created in Scotland, and there are also specific rules you have to follow. And, of course, you might have also heard of Irish whiskey. Irish whiskey can is made with malted barley and can also <clears throat> contain corn within it. Uh, Irish whiskey is generally uh, triple distilled, giving it a bit of a smoother flavor, and <clears throat> scotch is generally only twice distilled. And in the general sense, uh, distillation is when you evaporate um, the alcohol through big copper pots. Uh, more on that in later episodes. We also have uh, bourbon. Uh, bourbon is made in Kentucky, largely, or that is where the heritage of it comes from, Kentucky bourbon. It's uh, made mostly of corn, or at least 51%, and then it can contain other grain alcohols. So, malted barley makes whiskies, and bourbon is made largely from corn. Um, and can, uh, Tennessee whiskey is made from uh, malted barley and uh, some percentage of corn. Where, but Tennessee whiskey, especially Jack Daniels, uh, is filtered through a charcoal maple uh, sugar, which gives it uh, a lot of its flavor. Though most of the flavor from whiskeys and bourbons uh, come from their barreling process, where they're barreled for several years, uh, sometimes 10, 12, 15, you see those numbers on the bottle. And that actually is where the uh, whiskeys gain their color and flavor for the most part of it. Because um, when whiskeys are first made, they are clear like vodka. Now, vodka is uh, traditionally made from potatoes uh, and fermented grain cereals, generally, uh, most well-known in Russia. There's also brandy, which is mostly, or for the most part, made of with grapes, but brandies can actually be made from uh, most fruits, where um, you've probably seen apricot brandy or cherry brandy, and it's just a process of uh, fermenting groups. Uh, fermenting fruits, not grapes. <laughs> um, cognac is uh, actually a specialized brandy where it's made in the cognac region of France and it's made with a very specific grape. Usually, uh, I think I'm going to pronounce this right, Ugni Blanc. Um, and for cognac, you may have seen that there's uh, three different 
uh, grades to it. There is VS, VSOP, and XO. Um, VS stands for very special, where and is usually the youngest of the um, of the groupings. Uh, VSOP uh, is aged for a minimum of around five years, and uh, the XO is aged for a minimum of six, but usually is uh, quite a bit older. And uh, here's a little piece of trivia for you. Uh, people often think that cognac is made from the same grapes that uh, champagne is made from, but that is actually not the case. But it does share something in that cognac comes out of the region of cognac, and champagne comes out of the region of champagne. Uh, outside of that area, is, you must call it sparkling uh, champagne sparkling wine or cognac brandy. And just to round off the rest of our alcohols, we have gin, uh, quite famous in Britain, uh, or at least you've probably all seen the bottle of London Dry Gin, which is one of the most famous uh, bottles out there. Uh, gin is actually a neutral grain alcohol flavored with botanicals. Um, the flavoring of the botanicals is usually juniper, and then there can be a coriander, citrus peel, cinnamon, almond, or licorice, and a bunch of other flavors, uh, depending on the brand of gin you have. And the term gin, gin actually comes from the uh, French word for juniper, which is chinvielle. Uh, last but not least, we have rum. Uh, we'll get to tequila in another episode. We'll just finish off with rum. Rum is actually distilled from cane sugar or molasses. Um, that is why rum is uh, often found in the Caribbean, where there's a lot of cane sugar and molasses. And I guess all this to say that since you know alcohol can kind of be made from anything, because all you really need is sugar and a couple of other ingredients for the fermentation process, and leave that long enough, add some water, and you'll get alcohol. Sometimes an indigestible one, like a rubbing alcohol or something, but that's basically the idea of it. Okay. Now to start the story part of this podcast, we're going to be delving into the first ever chapter of the Manga Bartender. Um, the Manga Bartender is written, the story is written by Araki Jo, and the art is done by Kenji Nagatomo. Uh, just to be clear, this is a very basic rundown of the story. Uh, there's a great deal more that a person can pull out of this manga. I'm just going over a very s simple outline of the story, uh, basically for my own talking points, and also so we can get to that glass of Mizuari at the end. So... After being away from Japan for eight years, the protagonist of this story, Ryu Sasakura, find, finally comes back to Japan. While in, he was in Europe, and while he was there, he won several awards and is purported to be able to serve clients the Glass of Gods. Um, we'll learn more about this as the story progresses. Uh, traveling from bar to bar to see where he will apply now that he's back in Japan, he meets Miwa Kurushima. Uh, I'm not going to be naming every character in this, but she is a recurring character, and it's good to know the names of the people we're going to be talking about. Uh, she's a junior manager at a fancy hotel that will soon be opening. Uh, 
So, she figures out who Ryu is and asks him to quickly come with her to an audition to become a bartender at the new hotel that will be opening. Uh, he reluctantly agrees and is placed as the last to be interviewed of four potential candidates for the bartender position. The bar manager, a very hard-edged businessman, asks all the prospects to make him their best cocktail. When the manager gets the third candidate, Ryu asks if he can leave for a moment. The bar manager thinks that Ryu is running away because he, the bar manager has been very harsh with all the other candidates, and he thinks that Ryu is scared and just trying to get away before it's his turn. But Ryu does return, and while he makes the cocktail, he starts by asking a quiz. Uh, the manager is surprised and a little annoyed. Uh, but the quiz is this. There are two jobs in the world where you ne are never allowed to betray your customer. Uh, the first is a doctor slash pharmacist. And can you guess the other? It's a bartender. This is because a doctor or a bartender can offer either medicine or poison to a client. Ryu then proceeds to serve the bar manager uh, Mizuwari, which is uh, two parts water, one part whiskey and ice. Uh, the bar manager is obviously furious. Uh, don't fuck around with me. He says, I don't have time to screw around. Get the hell out. Uh, yelling at Ryu, and then Ryu politely takes a bow and you know, gets out of there. This, of course, leads to the bar manager yelling at Miwa, uh, saying, To think that a bartender doesn't know that, a Miz that Mizuwaris are only invented by whiskey companies to make money. But, you know, then he grabs the glass anyways and takes a sip. A sip. Astonishment crosses his face, and he falls silent. The Mizuwari that was made in such a way that the sharpness of the alcohol is gone, but the sweetness is there, and it's not watered down. This is actually the best Mizuwari he's ever tasted. Now, let's go back. Back to the bar where Ryu and Miwa first met. Uh, Ryu is talking to the bartender about how much of an ass uh, that manager was. Are you talking about me? The manager says from behind, and Ryu chokes on his drink. I've been drinking for 20 years, and I've never come across a Mizuari like that. What's the secret? Uh, Ryu looks thoughtful, scratches his nose, and goes, We've got a tired customer, is his response. He hasn't gone home for days due to the hotel opening, and I can tell because... You're, that you're a perfectionist, but your sleeves are dirty. You've been stressed, and you've been getting into a lot of arguments, and your stomach's been getting upset due to all the stress of opening. And you can't sleep very well because of all this stress and an upset stomach, so you try to drink yourself to sleep each night, which damages your ability to you know, have a settled stomach and also taste the liquor properly. So I made you a drink that has the f that has flavor, but is easy to take. The manager replies, But the flavor never faded. How is this possible? The secret is that the ice is hard, and it won't melt if the, even if the alcohol level drops. Hard ice is there to keep the balance. The manager is dumbstruck. He's silent, and then he replies, To be that observant and to go that far for a customer you didn't even like.
Uh, Ree responds with a question. Do you know what bartender means? And he explains that bar is a roost, and tender is to be kind. And it means, together, means the kind roost. And he says, a bar by itself is just a piece of wood, but a bartender brings kindness to the bar. And without kindness, you cannot call it an actual bar. They're both silent for a moment. And then Ryu says, so no matter who is in front of the bar, the bartender must be kind and not betray them. A real bartender must always be trustworthy. Just like what he said about why doctors, pharmacists, and bartenders are, have very similar positions. And the manager uh, is just touched by this kindness, or that a guy put so much effort into you know, figuring out exactly what he needed. And yes, he says, you know, if you want it, the job's yours. But uh, Ryu has other plans, so he politely declines. So that's the story of uh, the first issue of Bartender. And there's a lot more you could pull out of it, but uh, let's just talk about some themes. Also, you might want to know, why did Ryu leave? Well, he went to go find the right ice. And where did it, where did it come from? Well, you're going to have to read the manga to find, figure that one out. But let's talk about the themes in that story. So we know in English that a bartender is a person who, well, tends a bar. And though the kind ruse may seem like some sort of assumed translation by a Japanese speaker trying to parse out an English word, I've learned something that sort of brings it full circle. Cocktails were first invented as morning drinks. So I'm going to assume most of you heard the expression the hair of the dog that bit you, which means, you know, to usually have an alcoholic drink in the morning to try and get over your hangover, which, uh, science has proven doesn't really work, but whatever, that makes you feel better. But cocktails are named so because they were drank in the morning, and it's sort of like the hair of the dog that bit you, but it's more the tail of the rooster that woke you, or, of course, tail of the cock that woke you. So a cocktail means morning drink, but also cocktails were originally made with bitters, which some, many cocktails still are today. Uh, Angostura is one of the most popular ones. But at the time that cocktails were first invented, uh, they were thought of, bitters were thought of as medicine. And this sort of brings us back to Ryu's comparison of uh, bartenders and physicians, in that they both, you know, use medicines. Cause, and then it sort of brings the question all the way back to jobs that cannot be betrayed. Uh, because, in a way, both bartenders and doctors use medicines to help people. Which, you know, kind of brings it nice and full circle. Another interesting part about this whole thing, or... I guess maybe you might see why I like this so much, this manga, is that uh, it's what makes Ryu such a great bartender, not just a good one, is that you can know recipes, you can know how to make <clears throat> a cocktail, because in some ways it's it's a lot like, you know, it's just following a recipe. You take so much of this, so much of that, put it in a shaker, and 
you know, voila, got a cocktail. And it seems pretty simple. But, you know, it's not that hard to memorize something and learn how to do something. But that doesn't make you a great bartender. It makes you a good one. To be a great bartender, you need to pay attention to your customers. You need to have kindness to actually make the, the bar a bar. And you're, you try to be there for your customers. You, you know, do what you can. You can't be obtrusive, but you help them basically the only way you can, which is serve them a drink that might, might help them out. And uh, I always find there was something really beautiful about that. Because, well, we could all use a little kindness in our lives. But also, it makes me think that for a lot of jobs, what makes someone great at it. Uh, it might be their inventiveness, but also being great at a job, especially when you work with other people, it's about you know showing that little extra bit of kindness, a little extra attention to them, and showing that you know you gave them some thought, even if you're really busy. And you know when people are extremely busy and know that somebody put a little thought into how they're doing, yeah. Uh, these sort of little nuances that, well, make a, a simple cocktail and something that's just great. So, I guess the lesson we can learn from this is, well, we could all do with a little more kindness. And maybe there's a way to really bring some kindness or a better part, the better parts of our nature into our jobs to make, well, our lives and everyone else's Maybe just a little better. Which brings me to a phrase that I really enjoy. It's that the greatest evolution of the human hand is not the opposable thumb, but that it can be given. And now let's use those hands to uh, give ourselves a cocktail. And now to see if adding water to whiskey actually improves it in terms of tasting more things from it, or if it just waters it down. So we're, we're supposed to... Put water in whiskey and taste more whiskey. That's the theory. Mm, yeah, taste more <laughs> of the nuance of it. All yes. Right. So we're going to get nuanced whiskey. But a little trick for all you whiskey drinkers out there, if you do add water to whiskey, mix it in an upward motion because the viscosity of water and whiskey is different. So now Shit. let us try. So you do a little splashy splash? Yeah. Okay, so so this is... everyone have a, a little sip of the straight, which is the control whiskey. So this is the whiskey... This is yeah, space side. It's just straight up. Little sip of Glenmorang. Okay. Right. Smoky. You know what? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> space side. Tastes you didn't like... even finish your sip. That's fine. Yep. No, okay. I did not. Now have with <laughs> slightly more water. It tastes like 4 p.m. So that was straight whiskey. This is one part whiskey to one part water. Yeah. So this is not the. No, Mizuwari. Ooh, I like Mizuwari. the aftertaste of the first one. Okay. So this is straight whiskey. So now this is one to one whiskey and water. So this is not the Mizuwari. This is not the purpose of your podcast. No. no. This is not the purpose of the bartender. I taste more flavor and less burn in the okay. second one. And can you taste like. I can taste like a, a flavor. Yeah, because the first one was just like acid and then smoke. Mm hmm. And now I can taste like. I don't know, like some smooth jazz. A little bit of sweetness. <laughs> yeah. It's a smooth right. jazz whiskey. Okay. Smooth yeah. Jazz. Let me try the. And a little bit one. of smoke. A little bit of cigar. 
Not secondhand yeah. smoking your mouth. It's definitely a bit sweeter. doesn't have a bite. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's smoother. It's, it's, it's like way it bring, smoother. It brings out the sweetness, certainly. Like when we had like the straight Can I try whiskey, it, again? it was almost like just heat and burn. This is definitely, definitely sweeter. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's like candy. Yeah. It like and almost, now, almost ooh. I'd say almost tastes like it's like, I mean, yes, it is mixed with water, but it almost tastes like a cocktail. I was going to yeah. say, this so, does not taste like water. It tastes like you use like a tonic or something. So it doesn't yeah. taste watered down. No. Yeah. Okay, good. This is the point. No, but it's like it way tastes, better it than it drinks. Yeah. You know, like, okay. So All maybe right. like adding good. an ice cube now, would do the same. we're going to try the actual Mitsuwari style, which is two to one. Oh God. Which is supposed to make it... It's two water to one. Oh. Yeah, there. yeah exactly. It's supposed to be even better. Well, different. Ew. There's certainly a watered-down <laughs> taste to it. Sorry. I'm getting it. But, okay. It tastes like sweet water and no whiskey. It tastes like someone gypped me. But okay. At the same time, I feel that if this was on ice... I could like chug it. That's oh good. yeah. And <laughs> you know what I mean? I would still be drinking like like say I had like like we're just like drinking little bits of in a glass. Mm -hmm. Like if someone put like four ounces of whiskey to like eight ounces of water, I'd have twelve ounces. I feel like I could drink that very quickly. Mm -hmm. And it no. Would just, it would literally just be like flavored water. Yeah. It, you would be like, ew, this is like a fucking watered down whiskey. It just tastes like melted ice cubes. Okay, and one thing that we're not doing is there should be ice cubes in this. Okay. But we're not doing it. Should it should be cold. So it should be colder, but and more watered down, really. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not tasting that much more nuance. It's no. more like a lesser sweet flavor. So at this point, I'll say Mizuwari could be very good, but it seems like half and half is where maybe people who yeah. aren't huge fans of whiskey could actually find their balance. Maybe. I, I, I like the I, half I, I and half. I would agree. If you're not a whiskey drinker, half whiskey, half water could that potentially was get you into whiskey. That yeah, was yeah, fucking yeah. delicious. The last one was bullshit. I felt like someone stole my alcohol and the first one was like, woo, you're getting fucked up tonight. Closing comments, Mike? Uh, this is your show. Well... Next show is going to the cocktail will be the old pal, which is one third, one third Campari, one third dry vermouth, and one third rye whiskey. Ooh! Please. <laughs> I'm coming to that one. Feel, oh yes, you will, Sarah. We'll, uh, we'll get you there. I'll fucking make that for you. Yeah. All right, and if you want to try that, please do. Do. Yes. Drink it with us. Huh? Yeah, bring yeah. it with us. Yeah. Well, thank you, Keith and Sarah, for helping me out with my first episode, and thank all of you for listening. I hope you enjoyed your time with us, and hope to see you again sometime. As a side note, from now on, I'm going to refer to a half whiskey and half water as a whiskey Sarah. And to all of you out there, have a good night, and here's to you, my friends. Cheers.
back on one time. 9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.